When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My uh, my buddy Andrew Giuliani's filling in for me on Monday. It'll be Andrew and John Katsimatidis. Uh Bernie's still out, and I'll be vacationing. So well, those two guys will do a great job. And Andrew is not good on the air. He's great. And he sent me a text. said, I'm loving your book. And uh, I'll talk about that momentarily. But uh, next week is a banner week for me in terms of promoting the book. Tuesday, I will be on Spicer and Company on Newsmax. was supposed to be on that yesterday, but they switched it because McCarthy spoke. So I'll be on Spicer and Company on Newsmax on Tuesday. Wednesday morning, Fox and Friends, Fox News, big one. Thursday night, the Mark Levin radio show, 8.20 p.m. Eastern. That's a big one. Friday night at 7 o'clock, Jesse Waters primetime on Fox News. And Saturday night, Brian Kilmeade's television show. On Fox News. So a huge week. I think the book is number 12 right now with very little promotion and uh, should be number one in two weeks. So that's next week. But uh, as I mentioned, Andrew Giuliani will be here with John on Monday. Just ran an amazing race for governor, came in second behind Lee Zeldin and is now a superstar here at WABC. And more importantly, become one of my dearest and best friends. Here he is, Andrew Giuliani. Now, Andrew, you sent me that text and I said to you, I said, Andrew. Are you being nice to me because you like me, or are you really digging my book? And you said, what? No, I, I'm, I'm just being nice to you. I wanted to bring it up <laughs> so that way I could criticize it on air and tell you, take it apart and tell you what I hate about the book. Actually, I got to tell anybody, anybody who listens to this show, if you love the show, I got to tell you, you feel like you're reading the show because you get a little bit of everything. You hear Grace right there. She even loves the book. She's been... <laughs> She's more been chewing on the book right there, but you go back and forth from your love of uh, of Tom of Tom Brady being the greatest quarterback of all time, all the way through the you know, reality television and all that, and it's really really enjoyable. I've been I've been reading it for the last week, and I would recommend it to anybody. Uh, it, it really really is a great book. Thank you, and it is uh, the show. You're right. We go from Donald Trump to the Real Housewives of New Jersey, to Tom Brady, to my father, to Danielle, to Ava, to all that yeah. stuff, Gabe. And that's what I tried to do in the book, and, and I'm going to like it. Sid, what's really struck me, too, is your relationship with your father and how close, how close you were. I know you brought that up many times right there, but you get a real insight into that. And I think for any, any parent, any, any, uh, any child who has a relationship with their parent like that, it's really going to strike a chord. And that was really... Really a wonderful part of it that I that I Thank got you. to, to see Thank into you. your life. Thank you. And I know that uh, when you sat in with me a couple of weeks ago, and your dad, who was on this show yesterday, and it was great, by the way, great, he was on with you and I together, and um, he, he talked about how proud he was of you, and you saw how I started to cry on the air because it reminded me yeah. so much of me and my father, what you have with your father. You guys are also very, very close and when it's all said and done, Andrew, whether it's, you know, Grace, your own daughter, or Rudy, your father, that's, uh, that's what it's all about. The rest of this stuff, great, pays the bills, makes life fun, makes life interesting. But Grace, Rudy, your beautiful wife, that's it. That's exactly right. And that's who we're always trying to impress, right? We're either always trying to impress our parents or our children throughout life, I found out. So uh, for me, 
whenever you get a compliment like that from your father, uh, whenever you get to look into your smiling daughter's eyes, whenever you get to you know hear that from your wife that you're doing a good job, there's there's nothing that beats that in, in life. Couldn't agree more. So we both yeah. uh, watched this uh, president last night. You, uh, for people that don't know this about Andrew, he's not just Rudy's son. He not only ran for governor and put up a great battle, came in second behind Lee Zeldin, but he worked in the White House. He saw Donald Trump almost every day for four years. So he knows how President Trump operates. Watching uh, Joe Biden last night deliver this speech of unity, the soul of America, how beloved we, we love this country, and then go up there and actually just demolish, demolish every Republican. Forget about MAGA. Every Republican, yeah. 70 million Republicans like you and I. How difficult was that to watch? It was terrible. It, 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 it honestly, and to see the two Marines there standing next to him, uh, it, it, it almost was a matter of he was going to use the force of the, of the government uh, against any Republican who believed, and like you said, 71 million Republicans ended up, 71 million Americans ended up voting for Donald Trump in 2020. Uh, like he was threatening to use the force of the government, 74 million actually, Sid. Uh, so to me, this is, this is one of these things that I, I actually can't believe. Uh, that a president of the United States would do this. And the media kind of has been – I saw a little bit of pushback on Twitter uh, against some of, the, uh, some of the, the idea that the Marines were out there doing this. But, but to me, this is just exactly the problem uh, with, with our country right now. I mean you, you've got a president who really is an authoritarian who's coming out there and saying that the former president was. I mean what he's doing with the FBI right now. Uh, is truly one of these things that I look at it as close to Gestapo tactics. It really is. I use that word today, too. You know, it, it, what's ironic here, uh, Andrew, is that everything Biden accuses Donald Trump of, he he's doing, right? He's yeah. doing it, right? I mean, every single thing. And the lies about the amount of cops beat up and killed on January 6th, calling that an insurrection. And by the way, he said nothing about the Mar-a-Lago raid. But again, yeah. everything he accuses Donald Trump of, Andrew Giuliani, he's doing. Well, you know, it's, it's a distraction, right? I mean, he's, he's looking at these polling and seeing that 70% of the country, over 70% of the country, is upset at the direction of the country. He's easy midterms coming up uh, in nine short weeks here, and he realizes we need to change the subject. And he knows that there's a lot of people that, you know, there are a lot of independents that feel strongly about Donald Trump either positively or negatively, and he realizes that if he's going to go on out there and, uh, and actually uh, come on in and change the subject, he's going to change it to Donald Trump, and that's what he wants to do right now. So I think what the president needs to do, what President Trump needs to do, is I think he really needs to have a disciplined response to this. I don't like the name-calling in terms of saying Joe Biden is this or that. I would love for him to go and pick apart what's been the failure of the Biden presidency for the past Two exactly. Years. Because if he does that and he shows the successes of the Trump presidency, I mean, talking about all the different things from tax cuts to opportunity zones to criminal justice reform and all the amazing things that got done. Peace in the Middle East was like we said a couple of weeks ago was just a punchline until Donald Trump came along. Then Americans can see the real difference between what was a what was a presidency and Donald J. Trump that really put great policies that went forward for the American people versus one for Joe Biden, which is nothing but self-serving and unfortunately creating inflation and real problems for Americans that we're going to have to pay, with, pay for for decades to come. 
you're a genius. Uh, I know you weren't listening. I'm serious. I just had Joe Lieberman on. I love Joe Lieberman. And um, he's a Democrat, of course. And I, he was on right before you. And I said, you know, Joe, do you notice that Joe Biden had this opportunity last night to get up there right, right before Labor Day, elections are coming up, yep. and talk about all the great things he's done, but he's got nothing. So instead, yeah. he did the only thing he can do, which is bash Trump, bash Republicans. And I stated just like you did just now, all the things that Donald Trump did well, of which none of those uh, Joe Biden can boast about. So he made this speech last night to fire up his party, and he couldn't name one thing. And and and, and uh, Lehman's like, well, the infrastructure, uh, the infrastructure bill, this, this. Uh, he's got nothing to boast about, Andrew, nothing. He, he has absolutely nothing, and, and that's exactly why he's going and yelling about Donald Trump, and he's trying to— change the subject. He's trying to make sure that the American people, when they go and vote on election day, they're not actually thinking about how harmful Biden's policies have been to not just their pocketbook, but also to their safety. But they don't think about the new 87,000 IRS agents that are going to be coming in, which, as we know, the IRS, just as of in the second term of the Obama administration, they actually were spying on some conservative groups right there. So there's a history of them being political here. Really, and I was talking about this with my wife last night. What I really, when Donald Trump said drain the swamp in 2016, uh, you know, I agreed with him. I said, okay, you know, look, maybe, maybe they need to carve out 5%, 10% of Washington, D.C. But the more time that I spent down there, the more I realized we really need a full drainage. I mean, talking about cutting 40, 50, maybe 60% of the bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. And Sid, what I would like to see is even these agencies moving to other areas of the country so that way they're not in these Democratic havens like Washington, D.C. If you just look at the voting pattern in Washington, D.C. and the surrounding area, 95% of Washington, D.C. votes Democrats. There's no independent thought in Washington, D.C. You truly are in the bubble when you are in there. And I got to tell you, one other thing I realized in actually watching the speech last night was maybe you do have it right with the real housewives. You know, I agree with a lot of stuff in your book. I'm not a real housewives guy. It's just never gotten into me right there, but I would much rather, I think, watch the real housewives than have to watch Joe Biden speak okay. like that. Well, I'll tell you this, then watch the, uh, the real housewives of Dubai. That's become the best one in my opinion. <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, you, you just can't watch him because he, he's nasty. He's angry. He's mean. He lies. He's anything but unified. And again, he's called out half the country. Now I got a call to, Today on this show from Lee Zeldin, and he was coming back from downtrodden Rochester. And I always say this to you, Andrew. I thought of every candidate, including Lee, the thing you did best was point out to the voters in New York, not just New York City, but the yeah. state. Rochester, Binghamton, Syracuse, Monticello, how needy these these towns are. And he's flying back from Rochester to New York today. In fact, we've got a uh, an event together on Sunday with President Trump in uh, Deal, yeah, New Jersey. Great. Are you going to be there? You know what? I'm not going to be there. I'm I'm, uh, I'm going to be getting prepared, as a matter of fact. John said we got to make Sid Wally Pitt. That's what he said to me. I don't know. So I'm getting prepared. I'm going to be loosened okay. up. I'm going to be focused to make sure. I don't know. That's, that's, talk to Mr. Casamitidis about that. Not no, me. I know. He wants to come in and get better ratings. I know. Monday morning, me and Andrew will get better ratings than Sid and Bernie. But um, getting back to Zelda for a second, how do you think he's doing so far? It's a very uphill battle for him, too. 
Look, I, I think the campaign really starts on, on Tuesday, right? It starts after Labor Day. That's when people actually really start focusing in that don't live, eat, breathe, and sleep this, like like you and I, like many of the people that are listening to this, but they're going to say, okay, who are my candidates? So I think really uh, it's going to come down to these final nine weeks to whether or not he's going to be able to get the independents that are out there. The fact that he's going up to Rochester, like, and look, I saw him hustling all across the state when we were competing for the Republican nomination. I know he's still doing it and making sure he's doing that. Um, so I, I think he's doing okay. I think probably he's going to have to make sure that uh, when, when he gets Kathy Hochul in those debates, uh, that he can make her look like the mental midget that I know that she is, <laughs> that I've seen her actually be. And he is far smarter than she is. Yes, it's not is. even yeah. a question mark. Well, let me I, ask you this, though. When you get to those yeah. debates, like we know crime is going to kill her. Do you, yeah. if this was you instead, uh, do you spend as much time on the corruption that seems to surround her, her lieutenant, lieutenant governor getting arrested, that crooked Buffalo Bill Stadium deal with her husband, the donor who decorated her office who could give him like $300,000, the COVID guy who gave her like a half a million dollars? Do you spend a lot of time on that or just stick with what's ailing New Yorkers? I think all of the above, I think you have to touch on both of it because I think you need to show that Kathy Hochul is not somebody who's out here truly as a public servant. She's actually come in in just a little bit over a year and make sure that she's served her family. And it might have actually cost New Yorkers hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars in that self-service. And so that's why I think it's so important because everybody knows the crime is a problem and you have to make sure you focus on that. But I like to look at it as, okay, what are the fields of play that I want to talk about and what are the ones that I need to avoid potentially when, when you go into debate prep right there? You want to spend as much time. It's almost like you want as much time of possession with the football and you want as little time on defense right there. Think about the Giants beating the Buffalo Bills in uh, in the Super Bowl 30 years ago. Oh, uh, Super Bowl 25. Sure, yeah. oh, that's right. O.J. Exactly. Anderson kept Jim Kelly off the field. Had, had had the ball for 41 minutes right there. It's the same thing when you're in debate. Oh, if you have a 60-minute debate, you want to talk about as many of the topics that are positive for you. And, and I think all of these are so important. But, of course, crime is the number one issue. And inflation is probably right up there now. As we continue to pay so much for gas, we continue to see how much it is to actually buy groceries. I mean, that's that's a top issue as well. And she actually has, I think, a lot to do with this in a state like New York. I think we're seeing it a lot more in New York than we are seeing it in some of the red states, potentially. Have you decided, Andrew Giuliani, exactly when you're going to start your campaign for the presidency? 2028, 2036? <laughs> When's it going to be? <laughs> uh, you, I, I'm you not kidding. I'm being serious. I think I think my wife would kill me, and, and I love my wife very much. So I think right now I'm just going to continue to make sure that I come on that I'm that I'm reading your book and, and learning more and more <laughs> about all the different things. That you are a renaissance man. The more oh, that I see anybody, I'm telling you, <laughs> I, the, the book is spectacular. You got to go out and get citizens. It really is Thank really you. is great. Just like this is number one, we got to make this. We got to make that number one. I appreciate that. You know what's funny? You, you say your wife would kill you. Thank you for that, Andrew. I really appreciate it. But uh, one of the biggest stories in, in the in the news today, above and beyond Biden's speech, is Tom Brady, who I write about in the book, and I'm a big football fan. And I yeah. loved I loved Marino. I loved Montana. I loved Elway. All these Unitas. 
Brady's the best player of all time. Better than Jim Brown at running back, LT at linebacker, Jerry Rice at wide receiver. He's the greatest of all time. But his wife is furious that he came back to play this year, and they're fighting all the time. Very similar, if you got back into politics right away, you'd be on the front page with your wife of the New York Post. <laughs> you know, I, it might get a little less attention than Tom and Giselle going through their feud right there, just a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's tough to deny Brady with 10 Super Bowls, with seven Super Bowl rings. Uh, you know, if, if you weren't Eli Manning, you couldn't beat Tom Brady That's right, right there. So Very good. I remember, I, remember, I remember a joke I heard that, uh, you know, Tom Brady, you know, decades from now goes to heaven and God meets him at the pearly gates and he takes him in and it, he, he looks and he got, he's got a great street, the best street in heaven right there. And he takes him through his house and he looks up and on the hill, he says, God, is that, is that your house right there? And God says, no. That's Eli Manning's house. (laughs) (laughs) That's and that's such a good joke for giant fans like you and I because God, I love those two Super Bowls. I really did. I mean. You're too young, but Sims Super Bowl in 86 was my favorite. But those two Super yeah. Bowls were great. And uh, you mentioning Super Bowl 25, that was great, too. Your father's proud. He's a big giant man, too, Mr. Woody Giuliani. Uh, you are tremendous again today. You're going to be great on Monday. Uh, have yourself a great Labor Day weekend. Enjoy Monday. You and I will talk again next week, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, Sid. Have a great time. Talk to you guys later. You're a rock star, Andrew Giuliani, a rock star.